the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Tuesday the 4th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care in two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. I'm Jordan Warner, alongside me, Marcia Kavalik, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning. Apparently, it's uh, National Hug a News Person Day, but... I can't embrace it. You know, you've told me that three <laughs> times now, and I've yet to get a hug. So, no. I'm feeling <laughs> oh, the sheriff, oh, there the we sheriff. go. Okay. The sheriff's giving out these <laughs> <laughs> people hugs. <laughs> I needed that today because uh, <laughs> I'm playing hurt. I told you that my yep. my best friend just left mm-hmm. to move to Tennessee this morning. Well, there so, you go. You uh, get a hug from the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. So prayers for my friend Debbie and her husband Fred as they start their new life I, she'll be back i'll see her but still dang mm-hmm. very sad yeah very sad and like i said like i asked you how long until you see her after she moves she comes back with an accent <laughs> it's pretty thick down there i'm telling you I'm it's telling pretty you. thick i don't know man well as you heard our first guest is joining us in studio berkeley county sheriff nathan Harmon. sheriff good morning Good morning. I appreciate it, Jordan. Marcia, always a pleasure. Thanks for calling in last week. Uh, breaking news, of course, with the school shooting. And you called us from, did I get this right, SWAT training? Yes, that... we were. it was a level two advanced SWAT training, yes. Made, made time to call Penny in the life. Yeah. Really... <laughs> well, of course. In, in between the exercises. <laughs> Of course, we were calling you about a very serious mm-hmm. thing. Of course, another school shooting in what is now a long list uh, over the years and in recent memory, too. But we're lucky enough that this has not happened in our area, in our mm-hmm. panhandle area, and specifically in Berkeley County. And you know, you go to SWAT trainings and things like that. Those are all, I'm assuming, things that are helping towards keeping you know, not just the general public, but especially our students and our kids safe. Right. You're, you're talking about officers that are on the road. They're not full. It's not a full-time SWAT team. So anytime these folks can get, uh, you know, advanced tactics training and, and be able to take that back to the department and help their constituents, their coworkers and, and, and in terms of tactics and, uh, you know, methodical approaches to th- situations such as those, it's always a plus. It's a win-win for us. It's a win for me because I get to uh, not only refresh on, on past trainings that I have had, but I get to see uh, past training investments, equipment investments, and that, that just team camaraderie that you don't get anywhere else other than um, situations like that. We had Martinsburg PD there. We had Jefferson County Sheriff's Office there. We had two folks from Frederick County, Virginia Sheriff's Office there, and then four from our office. And it was just a, a wonderful thing to watch throughout the week is is that, uh, you know, give them another week. I guarantee you they would have mm-hmm. knew each other's favorite foods and that's just so different cool. things yeah. about each other because that's that's how close-knit you have to be, especially with the situations they can be thrusted into. And uh, the training happened at Summit Point, right? Yeah, it did. That's yeah. so cool. And you guys have other trainings there that I know mm-hmm. some of the national 
folks do training there and, and they do that mm-hmm. that cool driving training yeah. have you ever gotten to do that yeah well i i've taught it before oh, uh, and i've gotten to do it but you know the summit point training facility is such a blessing for the panhandle because they reach out to law enforcement and and they'll allow law enforcement to use their facilities free of cost and it's just such a good give back to first responders because they get it they understand the value of training they don't want to get in the way of that because of some some monetary cost mm-hmm. or anything like that um you know uh, the Berkeley county schools donated a bus to our sheriff's office wow. that we got to use during the train last week oh that is so uh, cool yeah so we, we 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 actually implemented it we're going to do a bigger pr piece on that uh later in the week i'm um, still meeting with the, the school on that uh but it was a it, it was a blessing how everybody comes together for that common goal you got a uh, fastest lap out there at summit point that's uh, G16 classified. Jordan just can't, can't, can't mention it. But it, it does have to be awesome to have that kind of specific, because it's tough. I mean, when you're in you know a high speed chase, you're trying to maneuver those vehicles and things. It's tough to find a closed course to yeah. practice those things. Yeah. But having a world renowned racetrack right down the road is perfect. Oh yeah, they've got four paved tracks up there. They've got uh, seven firearms ranges, six shoot houses. Wow. Um, so it is a uh, first responder playground <laughs> up there. And, and you know, they got different variances of tracks and different uh, environmental aspects. They can, they've got skid pads up there. Uh, so our law enforcement accident avoidance course is not only accredited through LEPS in Charleston for in-service hours, but it I've heard nothing but good things come out of uh, the responses from our deputies that's attended it. Mm-hmm. Well, who gets to play the bad guy, though? Like, who gets chased? Who's the, the rabbit? <laughs> the instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you can catch them, you're doing something pretty good because those folks have memorized the tracks and every little nook and cranny of those things. So. That's so cool. So our guest this morning is Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Overnight, uh, there was a bust, and you had a post about it. Walk us through that. Well, I, I could tell you it is nonstop uh, with our deputies. They 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 keep their heads on a swivel. They're looking for it. They understand uh, the detrimental impact that drugs have, especially in our synthetic world today. Uh, the kids uh, get a hold of this uh, higher concentrated THC. They're getting involved with um, you know. Uh, uh, Trends, I guess, if you will, where there was an overdose involving a THC cartridge and two bottles of Robitussin oh, uh, to, to achieve a higher high. Um, it doesn't make sense to me, but that's, you know, when you t- start talking about the rumor underground and people hear these things, well, this worked for me. And, you know, they try these things. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not even trying to defend getting high, but I mean, there's got to be some common sense with this. And I'm, you know, Aside from your Tide Pod eaters or whatever that phase was, it, it, you know, we we have to start educating not only uh, the public but the kids. And and you're not dealing with your you know grandma's marijuana anymore. You're dealing a lot with synthetic, uh, uh, higher pure levels of of chemicals. And uh, when you start thinking about uh, where this higher potency stuff's coming from and pesticides and chemicals and everything else you usually utilize in there that's not being governed. And, uh, you know, the deputies are aware of these things. They have kids too. They're fathers. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they're hitting it every night and I appreciate it. In the post that you, uh, put out on your, on your official page, uh, it said there was a, an investigation and it kind of got uh, started with a citizen complaint 
And not only were 30 grams of fentanyl found and other uh, illicit drugs, but also as a result of this, four counts of child neglect. Why was that? Well, you can't deal dope around kids. I mean, it's, you know, and, and that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, you know, we have become so, de- when I say we, I'm talking about the criminal uh, aspect of things too, the folks that dabble into this illegal uh, activity. They are so desynthesized to what they're doing. And, and have taken away their moral compass to the point to where whether a five-year-old or a six-year-old standing around watching them uh, separate the dope, uh, it's on the coffee table within arm's reach of the kid. And we're talking about fentanyl, and that's one of the reasons why our deputies carry Narcan. If that stuff becomes airborne, and you know that's why we won't let, allow them to test it on the trunk of a vehicle on the side of the highway. I mean, that stuff gets airborne, blows up into the deputy's face. You could potentially be looking at an overdose. Mm-hmm. I believe last year I posted a picture of the quantity that it takes for a, an adult, a grown adult, to overdose, and that was less than the amount, the size of Lincoln's head on a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's three milligrams. But when you talk about, you know, now we come into a situation where there's been a citizen's complaint of potential controlled substances being distributed out of a a home, and we walk in there, and first thing we see kids, I'm going to tell you, those deputies are not only disheartened, but they're upset. They're upset because they've they've chosen this activity uh, uh, intently around their kids and, uh, you know, complete neglect for the kids. Of course, there's that safety. The safety aspect is a, a critical portion of that. But you think too, if these kids, that's all they're seeing growing up. I mean, it only you know begs the connection that they will potentially go on to do the same things that they're seeing when they get older. Just keep the cycle going. Oh yeah, it's it's no different than rearing your kids up to hate cops or you know cops are bad. That's why I refuse to send our deputies on calls where hey, I can't get my kid to go to school today. Well, guess what? Be a parent. Mm-hmm. Get your kid to go to school because we're not. We're not going to be that person that that kid then grows up and looks at as like, well, they forced me to go to school. And that's a small example of many that where, you know, parents just need to be parents and, and responsible ones at that and start really just caring for the kids. And that goes into that whole emergency preparedness active shooter situation. Uh, I brought it up once before in 45 minutes from where we sit at Catacton High School in 2016. A young lady wanted to plan a Columbine-style uh, attack on her high school was actively researching stuff just like this female from Tennessee was doing. This female from Tennessee did months worth of planning. This young lady was doing the same thing, acting the ask, asking the SRO for any emergency procedures that were to take place if A, B, or C were to happen. They just found casually, yeah, just this. just yeah, just casually doing that. Researching a book on Sandy Hook, she had it in her backpack when she was arrested. Search warrant on her home was uh, in her closet. She had. Uh, um, a sawed-off shotgun, munitions, pipe bombs, and other bomb-making material. She was arrested on March 23rd, and her attack date was April 4th. Those are the things we need to advocate a lot more, is reporting and preventable um, um, measures in terms of how we can identify folks that are on a pathway to violence uh, quicker, easier, and a blueprint of what that looks like. Since we talked to you, um, the the body cam footage uh, has been widely circulated from when the officers in Nashville took down that suspect. Uh, from a law enforcement point of view, how did they do? They did awesome. They did. They did exactly what we would have done. Um, you know, 
obviously we all would like to have it happened like a minute ago or a minute sooner or whatnot, but they did exactly what they needed to do when they were presented with what they were presented with. This young lady was actually actively shooting at law enforcement through a window from the second or third story uh, as they were responding to the situation. No different than what was occurring at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting when that occurred. That individual was actively shooting at, at, at people on the outside. And that's what happens. I mean, it, and, and that's why we wear this uniform. We put it on. We know. We kiss our loved ones goodbye. Uh, only to, you know, we don't know whether we'll come back or not, but that that is the sacrifice that we make. We we'll go into situations like that, and those officers, I commend each one of them. Yeah, we're speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Before we let you go, a little bit of a, a lighter note. You said uh, that you had a pretty important uh, retirement the other day. Yeah, you know, uh, Bob Masters. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this individual. When I was in the state police, first started in two thousand, I would go to the magistrate court. Why uh, Bob was a a, a bailiff and i you know i said last night i'll say it again i don't think i've ever seen the man not smile hmm. so even if you were having a bad day uh he'd make it brighter he'd make it better he, and he always looked on the brighter side of things he was the chief of our uh, reserve program was the chief when i came in he actually um started in the reserve unit uh on or about may 5th of 1974 shortly almost about a year before i was born <laughs> actually um you know under sheriff catlett and um he was hired on as a bailiff uh in 1996 by sheriff preston gooden um retired as chief court security officer uh on may 29th 2015 under sheriff lamaster and uh just last night you know he retired under uh my uh tutelage there mm -hmm. as sheriff um well, his retirement was effective February 22nd, but we had a cake for him. We had a, an awards presentation for him from our end, and the reserve command staff had uh, someone. That I can't even begin to imagine the hours of uh, this man donated. I can remember it was February, I believe, of last year. Um, obviously, I wanted to help as much as possible. There was a bad accident on the interstate. We were diverting traffic. I think it was right around the 20-mile marker, 23-mile marker, and uh, – cold as heck i think it was raining a little bit i get out there i hated the weather i didn't want to be out there but i knew we we, we the first goal was to prevent another accident from happening i walk up there i see it's a reserve and and like i said it's like two three in the morning and here it is bob masters hmm. all these years you know and i'm not going to guess on the guy's age but he's He's not no young spring chicken anymore, <laughs> but it was jaw-dropping to see this individual on exit 23 in the middle, early hours of the morning in inclement weather directing traffic. But that's where his heart's been all this time for the citizens of this county. Well, like we were saying before we went on the air, it takes a special person to, like you said, donate your time like that over so many years. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 49 years, almost five decades, uh, mm. 40 of which was served on a reserve program, and he served under eight sheriffs. Wow. Yeah. Well, very impressive. And again, we're speaking with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. We got to let you go and get to this first break, but appreciate you stopping by and chat with us this morning. All right. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And stick around for more Panhandle Live after the break on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. You missed it for the break. We had Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon in to talk about all kinds of things. Always interesting conversation with uh, Sheriff Harmon. So if you missed any of that, you can listen back to it a little bit later on today. You think someone at some point when you're close to 70 will say, that Jordan Icewinner, he's been broadcasting for 50 years. I'm just trying to make it to 30, Marsha. <laughs> We've got a few months. We're right. just trying to get there. If we get there, then it's all... It's all uphill. It's all downhill from there, I think. Yeah. That was always the goal. Okay. As odd as that sounds. No. I get there. I, I get it. Yeah. This, yeah. I get I I talked to a lot of a lot of twenty somethings. Mm, and I get it. I know. Yeah. People were asking me because uh one of the trends, I guess, the last couple of years, people were getting pictures like a big photo shoot taken for their thirtieth birthday, like death to the twenties, and they'll go to like uh-huh. cemeteries and stuff and get these oh. pictures taken and they're like oh somebody asked me oh you could do that i'm like uh, no he's a little glum <laughs> yeah don't think no, i'm gonna do have that have a celebration of life <laughs> go to your <laughs> yeah. favorite establishment yeah. with some of your friends chuck e cheese or something or would that be oh weird? my gosh That'd no that would totally be go to or does it have to be dave and busters hershey ah hershey park. it's june you could totally true, go to hershey true i can't remember last time i was at hershey park it doesn't matter. It's always there for you. I used to love going to Hershey when I was a kid. We'd go on like school trips and stuff. Yeah. And there's this one little, I can picture it in my in my head, but I can't, I couldn't tell you where it's at. Um, but you kind of walk under, there's a bunch of, of course, roller coasters overhead and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you walk under and there's this little like food convenience <clears throat> area, something okay. like that. And you could eat a little food garden, whatever. In food court, I guess I should say. And there's just one stand. Where you can get big old turkey leg, oh, like huge turkey leg. Why? <laughs> I don't know. And when I was a kid, I always wanted to go there. And that was like, whenever we'd get into that zone, I could tell we were in the area. Nothing says summer. Like a and big hot. old turkey leg. Oh, gosh. Like walking around an amusement park with a so big old turkey leg. You need a 30th birthday turkey leg <laughs> yeah. excursion at, at Hershey Park. Or you could go to the the Medieval Times because I'm sure you'd I've get done a, that. You get a turkey, turkey leg there. The nice thing about Medieval Times is that it's right across from Maryland Live Casino. Okay, so you, so you can, can and right really next to Dave and Buster's. You got Dave and Buster's there. You got all kinds of stuff. Maybe, without your childhood, might be onto something. And your adult dreams might be onto something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We got we got a few weeks. We got a, what a couple you months. Got to be thinking about that, yeah, especially if you want to or two if, months. Goodness, if you want to involve some of your friends, you got to give them <sighs> a chance to get from the you know ver- yeah. various four corners. Of nah, the world. We'll see. We got Do, like join me at Hershey. You could like Send do, out invitation. save the date. <laughs> Have your mom make them. Like yeah. you're like you're seven. Oh my gosh! This I can totally cards. see this out. Yes, yes. Please come to my child's birthday. The real question is, what day is it on? Oh, it's a Saturday, so I'll be here that Friday. Well, no, well. So no, we get you a don't day have off to for, We get a date one day around off. around your birthday. So, so you do I take, take the Friday or the Monday? I would, do, I would take you the Monday. You need the Monday off. Monday is always you need the play. The Monday off. So I feel like if you can pick a three day weekend, Monday, the Monday off is always the play. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We will see. But uh, just a few, few, few short weeks away, and then I'm officially old. No disrespect. I feel seen. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, we got to uh, get to this bottom of our break here in a few minutes, but we need a little bit of time to do a local news round. Okay, as you know, our uh, Luke Wiggs is on the road. He's going to be covering a major announcement by Attorney General Patrick Morrissey over in Harper's Ferry. Hopefully he'll be able to call in in the next half hour and let us know, you know, kind of a scene setter. 
Um, also, you can read a, an article at panhandlenewsnetwork.com about A.G. Morrissey's opinion on the dismissal of a suit regarding the Hilltop House project as well. And um, there's a mark meeting today as we've been talking about the expansion idea, the thought that they have about expanding maybe even four lines. Mm-hmm. They could go into Hagerstown, could go into Cumberland. And uh, so there's a public meeting today at the uh, library up in Hagerstown. Well, I'll be interested to see what the public opinion is uh, on that because, of course, I think it's a great idea. Yes, I understand that it would take a lot of moving parts and moving pieces and building new things and what have you for it to happen, but I think in the long run, I even saw a map today um, just randomly on Twitter or Facebook or somewhere comparing. Now, of course, this is sort of an apples to oranges type of thing, but uh, passenger rail in Europe compared to passenger rail in the U.S., Mm -hmm. and we only have like call it five passenger rails across the whole country. And there's like a million over there. Yeah. Now we have a lot of commercial rail, mm -hmm. but not a lot of passenger rail just because we're a car. We have a lot of cars and like interstates. When you're sitting in, in London, Mm -hmm. you barely ever see an SUV, Mm -hmm. you know, here we can take multiple passengers with us over to DC if we want to. But I get it because Mm -hmm. that convenience, if you're traveling in Europe, you could just like, Oh, I just grab this train to that train to this train. And I'm in an, I'm I'm crossing through three countries. Yeah, but of I course, that. I mean, you look at it. After the World War, we were booming here, right? We were making cars, we were building roads, mm-hmm. we were moving out of the cities and things. So you didn't need Enjoying those trains, freedom. right? Didn't need those trains. And over there, they were pretty much starting from scratch, so they yeah. could uh, build that infrastructure. Right. Think about that a little bit more of, uh, ahead of time. But I don't know. I think it'd be a great idea. Again. I think it is a little bit of a long shot just because of all the extra things that need to be built and put mm-hmm. together and whatever. But I think ultimately it's a great idea. Oh, yeah. I think it's nice that people are thinking about it. Yes, it is. You know, but then there's what what's that going to look like on the ground? Whose right. houses are going to have to get, right. you know, right. taken for that? Yeah. Like uh, Martinsburg, Martinsburg, Cumberland is would be the easiest one to do because, mm-hmm. of course, we already have a, a great train station here that's already taking passenger rail. Um, now, of course, how would they, what the line would look like? going out there we had to take a commercial thing off who knows that's for people way smarter than me to figure out but martinsburg is in a good spot with the idea because it's already set up for it could they run it like they do the metro that's that's at the dulles greenway and put it kind of in the middle of the Mm. in the median of of the interstate that's true or what kind of problems would that cause that's a great question it would, would be cool though if they could somehow just add a second line excuse me on the other side of the river from like the uh, towpath, because mm-hmm. there's a, tr- uh, com- or a commercial rail on that other side. It sounds easy enough. Just put another rail right next to it, right? Look at you. <laughs> Transportation engineer Jordan Nice Warner has got, a solution. I got your ideas. Just I, show up at the at the meeting tonight and just say, look, I've written it down on yeah, this napkin. Just put another rail down. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> I've sketched it out. It would be cool, though. We were talking uh, with Hagerstown City Administrator Scott Dicewater yesterday. If you missed any of that, you listen back to it over on our Spotify and Facebook page. But, I mean, you got that new stadium in downtown Hagerstown coming up. I think a good spot for a train station, if you were going to build one, they would have to build one, right? Would be there by City Park. Yeah. There by City Park. Okay. But who knows? I guess we'll find out. And it's a long way away, but it certainly would Decades. be cool. Yeah, it's a long Decades. way away. But it would certainly would be cool to be like, yeah, I'm going to hop up to Hagerstown real quick and uh, go down to the train station, hop on the train for, what, it'd probably be 15 minutes, something like that. Can and, you imagine uh, what your birthday, your birthday party would be like if you had just do it on the train. access to the train? Just do it on the train. Yeah. Just do it oh on the train. Oh, my gosh. Rent a train car yeah. out for Jordy's 30th. 
a friend of mine uh, that I went to a broadcasting school with, she just moved down to Florida, I think, for a job. Uh, she was living up this way, D.C., Arlington area. Um, didn't want to have, didn't have a car, I don't think, or at least a car to move with. So hopped on the train. You can, uh, Am- Amtrak does trains all over the place, right? But they have certain trains where you can literally put all of your stuff. A car, she put a car on there. You can. She moved via the train. Get out. That yeah. sounds amazing. I think it sounds pretty cool, too. But who knows? She just stuffed everything in her car, put the car into the uh, cargo portion, and mm-hmm. she was off She was off to Florida moving. So awesome. A lot of cool ideas floating around. But, uh, of course, you can stay up to date on all your local news, either right here on the air, on Facebook at WEPM and WCSD, the Panhandle News Network, <clears throat> excuse me, or PanhandleNewsNetwork.com. But we'll step aside for a few minutes. We'll be back with more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Nice Warner alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. We were talking about June and uh, my birthday coming up and things like that. But, Marsha, a big thing that happens in June or in the summer every year around here is the Miss West Virginia pageant, which we have uh, become great friends with the Miss West Virginia organization, especially uh, with our coverage of that. We've talked, we've spoken with many Miss West Virginias at mm-hmm. this point. Of course, the most recent ones uh, being Jalen Ratchford and um, Elizabeth Lynch. Elizabeth Lynch. And so, the Miss Outstanding Teens as well, right. which is really cool. And part of the whole network there and a local performer is joining us via phone. She was Miss Jefferson County uh, in a in a previous life and <laughs> now is a local performer and a director with the WVU or excuse me the Miss West Virginia organization and that is Don Ricks. Welcome in. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault. Blame me, Don. I didn't take you off hold. That's my fault. Oh, that's okay. I, I said good morning and thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate that. Thanks for being on and thank you for being uh, patient as we schedule. We've been having some internet issues and all of that. So thank you for your graciousness. Um, but uh, what's been going on with you? Uh, well, music wise, things have been going great uh, i had a i had a new song released on march 6th called worlds collide and it's already gone number one on several radio charts and it's been nominated for um for awards out in atlanta out in um holland and um, anyway lots of lots of good things on that part of it i also um have been prepping my three local title team title holders um and our three myths that we have and you know because like you were mentioning earlier the miss west virginia competition is coming up in june and we are super super excited i was excited to be actually honored to have been to be the executive director for the shenandoah organization um and Miss Jefferson County was Elizabeth Lynch, and she went on, and she's now your Miss West Virginia, and was made history and third runner-up in Miss America and all that good stuff. And then we were fortunate enough the year before to that our Jefferson County girl, um, Jalen Ratchford, went on to win Miss West Virginia. This year, I have some some great title holders, and we're hoping to have one of them win again. <laughs> 
Well, before we talk about the Miss West Virginia stuff, let's talk about your music career a little bit. How did you awesome. how did you get into, you know, the music lifestyle? And second question, how's it feel to have a song charting as well as the uh, Worlds Collide is? Oh, it's well, how I got started just actually I was a, a little girl as a majorette and they asked if um you had any other talent. They were putting on a talent show. And, you know, my parents would say, I, I have been singing before I could actually talk. Hmm. So um, I went ahead and, and dressed up like a little cowgirl and sang two country songs um, at Maryland University when I was like eight years old. Uh, that probably got the fire started, that and watching Johnny Cash and Barbara Mandrell and all of those um, legendary country folks that the younger generation probably haven't heard of. <laughs> um, no, everybody you know, knows Johnny Cash at least. That, yeah, at least that, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, went from that to you know to the local you know local show choir to taking on the stage just singing solo to the Miss West Virginia you know pageant talent stuff, um, and then I went on and was singing with bands on the weekend and and even did some karaoke stuff at some point. But my goal was always to come to Nashville. It's always been my happy place my favorite place in the world actually and um i've gotten to i've gotten to reach some goals i was able to sing on the opry stage at one point in mm. 2017 and um now i have this new song worlds collide out um and it's doing great as far as what it does it feel like it feels amazing last year my song that i wrote tennessee miles um you know it it won all kinds of awards and was being played all over the place i've had really great success and I'm very fortunate, um, but I put in the work for it also. Well, if you don't mind, Dawn, I want to play a quick little snippet of your song, Worlds Collide, and then we'll get to talking uh, about the Miss West Virginia organization. But this is Dawn Rick's hit single, Worlds Collide. So, Dawn, if you can give us a quick little look into the uh, background of Worlds Collide, what's, what's the backstory? Well, actually, the backstory is that I um, was signed to my record label, Eminent Music, and part of the process of recording a song are having songs pitched to you. And they sent over quite a, you know, quite a huge selection of songs, and this particular one caught my, caught my ear. I did not write this one. Um, there were several writers on it, and we were able to um, lock it down when we heard it. We thought it was a feel-good, uh, roll the windows down, sunny, <laughs> you know, sunshine kind of day song, and um, we went for it. So we recorded vocals in Atlanta with some great background vocalists, Carol and Vanessa uh, Ford, the Ford sisters, and then the music was produced uh, in Nashville and produced by Chaz Childers. Um, he's actually the CEO of Eminent Music. Well, very cool. Again, we're speaking uh, with Don Ricks. And briefly, unfortunately, we have to get to our uh, final break of the hour here in just a few minutes. Uh, but talk to us about the Miss West Virginia organization. Are you excited for June coming up? I'm, you know, I always get excited. This is an exciting time of year for everyone. All the work that that uh, Candy Reed puts into it, all the work that, you know, all the local directors uh and um, including the state, you know, the state board and everyone else. Um, it's an exciting time and a great opportunity for teens and for MIST all over. It's a wonderful organization to be part of and to participate. You know, girls, well, women of of many ages get their uh, education almost completely paid for, you know. So 
Um, they've extended the, the ages. There's been some changes made, some exciting things going on with the Miss America organization, and they plan to be around for a, an additional 103 years. I'm excited to be a part of it, and it's something I probably um, will always be a part of in some way, shape, or form. Well, Don, before we let you go, let people know where they can go to find out more about you and especially listen to Worlds Collide and all the rest of your music. All right. Well, all, all of my music is across all digital platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube. You can even tell Alexa to play it, and they will. Um, but I'm all over social media, Facebook, um, Rick's, Rick Singer, Don Rick's Music. I have a website, donricks.com. But I would love Instagram, Twitter, all those things. But reach out to me. I love to connect with the fans, and I love to take my fans along the musical journey with me. Well, Don Ricks, thank you for taking a little time to chat with us this morning on Panhandle Live. Thanks, you guys. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Absolutely. And that's Dawn Ricks talking about uh, her hit single, When Worlds Collide. And, of course, talking about the West West, Miss West Virginia pageant and organization, which, of course, we'll have you covered with that uh, We'll have you covered with that one as it becomes available. We'll step aside in a few seconds. We'll be chatting up, or catching up with Luke Wiggs, who's down at the Morrissey uh, big announcement that'll be right here after the break. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me, Marsh Kavalik, and joining us on the phone on location down at uh, the Attorney General Patrick Morrissey's big announcement in Harper's Ferry, Luke Wiggs. Luke, what's going on, man? Oh, well, it's a pretty good scene over here at the Clarion Inn in Harper's Ferry, and I can't make this up, guys. I'm uh, waiting just outside the entrance to go into the event. A couple just walked by me, and they said, I heard about this event from Jordan and Marsha. Ah, there you go. Awesome. Perfect. Well, appreciate Thanks all the listening. fine listeners out there. But there are a lot of people. Is there a pretty good buzz going on around there? Yeah, very good buzz. I'm I'm hoping this room's bigger than it looks because people have been streaming in pretty much nonstop for the last 15 or 20 minutes. Of course, to hear the important, the important announcement from the Attorney General, and uh, there's certainly a lot of activity for uh, what people expect to be a big announcement. And are they hinting at what they assume the announcement's going to be? Well, the the wink and nod from everybody that's uh, walking in, kind of the conversation from the people not associated with the event that are attending the event, uh, is the announcement that the Attorney General will submit his name to run uh, for the governorship of West Virginia. And it's not the first time, of course, that uh, Patrick Morrissey would have tried to, to leave his post and run for higher office. He ran for Senate back in 2018, was narrowly defeated um, by Joe Manchin. Of course, he's defended his Attorney General spot several times, was elected in 2012 after he moved to uh, Jefferson County in 2006. So it wouldn't be unprecedented for him to throw his hat into the ranks of uh, uh, trying to get elected to higher office. And uh, again, the speculation is that he would join a pretty crowded field that already uh, has Davis Moore and J.B. McCuskey, the state auditor. Davis Moore, of course, a representative uh, from West Virginia's 55th district to replace uh, Governor Jim Justice, who's obviously run out of terms. And I believe Mac Warner is running for governor as well, if, I, if I'm not getting, getting that wrong. But uh, the difference here this time, this go around, I believe, again, if I'm wrong, correct me, but uh, Patrick Morrissey is the sitting uh, attorney general, would, would be running for reelection if he wasn't, if he didn't announce to run for governor. So this is a bit of a political risk uh, if indeed he is announcing that he's running for governor. 
Yes, that's exactly right. And that's hopefully if I get to have a conversation with the attorney general, that what I would ask him, that it's a risk that if he were to run for governor, which it appears he's going to, and, and, and lose that race, that would mean he would no longer be West Virginia's attorney general. Remember, when he was defeated by Joe Manchin, he continued to be the AG. Uh, but that appears to not be the case this time. So you're absolutely right, Marsha. It'd be a, a pretty big per- political risk. But uh, until he obviously makes the official announcement, it seems as though it's a risk he's willing to make. And it's our Luke Wiggs on location down at uh, in Harpers Ferry, getting ready for the Attorney General Patrick Morrissey's big announcement in about 10 minutes. So we'll let you go uh, try and find a space uh, to sit inside and watch that. But at these things, there's usually a pretty good little table of uh, maybe some mm. snacks, some drinks. you seen any of that around there? I have not. I have not. <laughs> but if I, I will report back with what I find. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Luke, and uh, have fun out there. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. And that's Luke Wiggs down in uh, Harper's Ferry for the Attorney General Patrick Morrissey's big announcement. Shout out to uh, Panhandle Live listeners out there if you're making your way over there. It starts at about uh, 10 minutes or so, but big news, Marcia. It sounds like a lot of people are excited. Yeah, y'all, if you're heading in, hug Luke. It's it's hug a, a news person day. Make don't it tell weird. him why, though. Make it weird. Yeah, don't tell him why. Just give him a big hug. <laughs> just say long-time hug. listener and just <laughs> hug him. <laughs> but this could be, I mean, this could have some pretty good ripple effects across the state if and when uh, the AG does announce that he's running for governor. Well, he considers the Eastern Panhandle his his home base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, the, you know, announcing something like that before he goes off on what has already been revealed as like a statewide tour uh, beginning today uh, is is kind of a nice plug for the for the Eastern Panhandle. And like you mentioned there, I mean, this ballot is starting to get pretty busy already, and we still mm-hmm. got a little bit of time until you know the season really gets in uh, the political season really gets in the full swing. So hypothetically, of course, looking at uh, what the ballot's starting to shape up as and pending, if uh, Patrick Morrissey does put his name onto the ballot, how do you think he stacks up against well, the rest? He's well known. You know, we we also have a local lady, Rashida mm-hmm. Yost, who mm-hmm. has put her her hat in the ring as uh, for governor as well. Uh, folks are getting their your, their committees together and all of that. Uh, but of course, when you when you look at someone like J.B. McCuskey, uh, Mac Warner, uh, A.G. Morrissey, yep. all of those heavy hitters uh, in West Virginia politics with a lot of name recognition, it's hard to um, you know it's hard to combat that. Yeah. Well, it's it is nice to hear though that people are, uh, are are interested and excited about it because that's always uh oh, Luke just gave us a, a report back saying the charcuterie board has been spotted. I'm telling you. <laughs> look, when I was a kid, you I knew. when I was a kid, I used to uh, get drugged to a lot of things like this and a lot of big events like this and there's always a nice spread. <laughs> always a good snack table and a charcuterie charcuterie char- I don't say that. You said it right the first time. Charcuterie. 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 Yeah, I had a a former employee here taught me how to say that word, and I've just hung on to it. Charcuterie. Charcuterie Charcuterie board. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be a pretty fun and exciting time down in Harper's Ferry. Yeah, he's he's probably rubbing elbows with a lot of important people because, you know, A.G. Morrissey has a uh, pretty good, solid group of friends. In the conservative wing mm-hmm. uh, of, of state politics, probably national politics. So um be interesting to see who all, who all is down there. Has uh, the governor announced what he's doing yet? Because I know that there was talks yeah, there that he might go for Senate. That, yeah, and... there are rumors that he, he has a U.S. Senate bid against uh, Joe Manchin. So how do you think Sing- he stacks up for a Senate run, the governor? Um, well, they actually, it's funny that you say that because uh, Hoppy Kirchival, uh had... A conversation with a pollster on 
And one of the early polls actually had Governor Justice leading U.S. Senator Joe really? Manchin, who's the incumbent yeah. in that position right now. So, um, you know, again, U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, one of the lone Democrats mm-hmm. who has survived all of this changeover in West Virginia politics, but made some unpopular decisions mm-hmm. to um, to the Republican or the conservative base, the conservatives who had supported him. So he may be vulnerable, but he has not actually said that he's running for re-election yet. Right. And then there's also whispers that Manchin might be thinking about a presidential mm-hmm. run. So, man, uh, I don't even want to start thinking about all that yet, Marsha. I'm well, not, not brain's not ready. Here. It's <laughs> I here. I mean, the candidates are thinking about it. I'm, I'm, get, uh, I'm getting emails, you know, yeah. probably one a week from different candidates. And uh, we're going to have to start getting more and more of them on. Not that that's an awful thing, but it does seem early. Mm-hmm. It, it feels, at least to me, very early. But it is nice to see um, panhandle people putting their name into, uh, you know, these higher level political positions because uh, we've talked about it on here. I mean, I feel like it's kind of been the the theme for years and years that you know, the panhandle gets forgotten about sometimes. And now we're, the panhandle is getting big enough now that it's hard to forget about us out here. It's hard to not notice us out here. State Treasurer Riley Moore, who makes his home in Jefferson County, um, is putting his hat in the ring for the congressional district seat that right. is held by Alex Mooney. Um, who is uh, moving up and trying to to run for that U.S. Senate race? Mm. You so, putting your name into anything, Marsha? Um, Turn your hat into anything? Nope. Nope. <laughs> what would we run? We would. Uh, we could make up a cabinet position for us. I, what about animal control? What if we did that? Oh, you don't want to get into that. No. You don't want to. You don't want to okay. start messing with uh, people and animals. I don't okay. think. That's I don't a good think point. think you want to do that. Maybe if the governor could make a special. Um, you know, radio cabinet. <laughs> we could do that. It could be part of the press corps. Okay. Is there a West Virginia like press corps for that stuff? I guess. Or I guess are well, we I mean, already in it? Yeah, we're already yeah. in it. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't be appointed by anyone. Yeah. But chief press operators, something. I don't know. I don't know. Mm, me neither. But if you missed any of the show so far today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We got things started with Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. And then, of course, uh, we were just speaking with Dawn Ricks, local performer. She's also, uh, a, she was Miss Jefferson County and a, a big piece of the Miss West Virginia organization. And she's got a hit song out right mm-hmm. now, Worlds Collide. We heard a little bit of that. And then we were just talking to Luke, who's down at the Morrissey announcement. I meant to ask her, too, because I, I'm pretty sure she opened for Diamond Rio, mm. um, probably mid to late 90s, I don't know, up in Emmitsburg, because oh, yeah. I'm a super fan. <laughs> uh, so I, I And I was like, oh, she's. She's local. I recognize that name. I saw Diamond Rio play a, a, a concert in the parking lot of a car dealership mm-hmm. in Cumberland, Maryland, not too long ago. They they played. They play all over. They play in Lancaster mm-hmm. at that big American theater. Um, but they were just down the road. There was a, um, I don't know, some sort of business between like in Clearbrook, Stevenson area, and they just opened up the parking lot. People hmm. parked and stood there. Are they all? Is it all still the same? No, they've had two people, their drummer and uh, the mandolin player, the yeah. tenor, uh, have both retired. Oh. So it's not quite the same. But um, but they got, the, to replace the, the mandolin player, they got a girl, oh, which nice. is, I think is really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, I still I still like their sound a lot. Um, By the way, tomorrow we turn two. Oh, it's tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. 
Well, we'll have to play happy birthday for us. I got a balloon. It's Did a you get a balloon? balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have so I'll to, have to take pictures something. with it. No, I no, but we like should get the day a, off. No, we have to do the show. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah. But we could have people text in and just like, yes. yeah. Yeah, 304-263-4321 is the text line. Again, 304-263-4321. But man, it's been two years already, Marcia. Can you believe it? Watch your tone. What? Man, <laughs> Ugh, it's been two years. Man, it's been two years. There you go. That sounds better. That sounds better. I still have like the first script. Oh, yeah? It was, it was one of the first times I probably oh, I got I, the date right. Yeah, because I remember I was reading uh, the ad read, and instead of mediation, I said meditation. <laughs> we we have that. I'm sure we've got that first yeah. show. That was very, like, the first recorded. 30 seconds of the uh-huh. first show two years ago now. Oh, wow. Yeah. We, should, we should break that out and play some excerpts. And it said personal yeah. injury and meditation, <laughs> which would have been cool. That would been a cool uh, extra thing to have there, but what do you know? Anyways... Anyways, anything else, Marsha? Got about a minute left here. Uh, just a reminder that that big Mark train uh, meeting is happening at the Washington County Public Library in Hagerstown uh, this afternoon, and um, you know they, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll have some of the plans up, you know, for people to view. And I'm not sure how much commentary they're taking, but uh, I think it'd be pretty interesting. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and of course. Uh, Patrick Morrissey, his big announcement is happening in well, under a minute. It'll get started. So we'll have uh, all your update on that as well. When it becomes available, it'll be, I'm sure, on Facebook, Twitter, at panhandlenewsnetwork.com as well. Hoppy Kirchival will also have more on this developing story. There you go. Well, like I said earlier, if you missed any of the show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We had Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon on. We had Don Ricks on. All kinds of stuff going on today. So uh, listen back to it if you get a little bit of time. But it's supposed to be 8. 80 degrees outside today. Oh, yes. So get out of work a little early if you can and go enjoy this day. But for Marsha, okay. I'm yeah, <laughs> say less. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. Hoppy's next. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.